Welcome to the Shock Your Potential podcast with your host, Michael Sherlock. We all have potential, but sometimes we need inspiration to get us to our peak performance. Whether you are starting out in your career, ready to move up the corporate ladder, or taking the leap into entrepreneurship, Michael's guests provide powerful tools and resources to shock your potential. Shock Your Potential is a global professional development training company committed to your unique journey. Learn more about us today at shockyourpotential.com and download our free Shock Your Potential app today. Listen in to today's expert. Thank you for joining us on another episode of Shock Your Potential. I am your host, Michael Sherlock. And all month long, we are talking to some very elite entrepreneurs who not only are going to share their businesses with us, but also help us to understand the secrets to their success. And maybe along the way, we can just steal a few of them to help ourselves. My guest today is Polly Alexander. She's a certified master coach and intuitive healer. She also holds a BA in psychology, and you guys know how I feel about that because I know it's the root of everything we do. She blends her extensive transformational coaching experience and intuitive healing abilities with 17 years as an entrepreneur. So she's been in the trenches, you guys, you know it. Now, Polly overcame decades of self-limiting beliefs, we talk about that a lot, and negative patterns specifically about money, to now where she lives the life she was always meant to live. Now, she travels between Ibiza, London, and LA, helping creative and spiritual entrepreneurs manifest the resources they need so that they can live the life they've always dreamed of and, in the process, give their greatest gifts to the world. Now, today she's a creator of something called Money Beautiful, a pro proven program to clear your money blocks. Oh man, that's going to be helpful. And uses powerful energy clearing techniques, get rid of that garbage in our heads, meditations and transform transformational coaching to help people write a new story about money, which is something we've talked about many, many times, how it can hold us back. She's also the founder of Thrive Beautifully, a comprehensive business, money, and energy mastermind for spiritual entrepreneurs. And she helps change makers, visionary creatives, and spiritual leaders fulfill their soul's purpose and use those gifts again to change the world. She's also the host of the Feminine Millionaire podcast, where she shares her journey to creating a wildly abundant life and business. And joining me today from Stormy London is Polly. Thank you for being with us. Uh, you're so welcome. I'm actually not in London. I'm actually on a tiny Mediterranean island called oh. Ibiza. Oh, you are in Ibiza. Oh, I'm I think we're in today. <laughs> I know it's sometimes hard to keep track of me. <laughs> oh my gosh, Thank I've you not been to Ibiza. So I've not been there. What is it like on this beautiful it island? It is a really small island. It's 40 kilometers long by about 20 kilometers wide and it is stunning. It's beautiful, gorgeous little beaches, spectacular weather most of the time. <laughs> it's a little bit like the entrepreneurial journey. It's like, it's amazing most of the time, but when it's bad, it's really bad. So, <laughs> <laughs> I love it. So when you told me it was storming out, I just assumed you were in London. That's terrible of me to make that assumption. <laughs> right. Well, we do have 300 days of sunshine a year, so it is usually good here, but oh, we're having well, a, a big lens. I think we can allow one then. Well, Polly, I gave just an overview of your background with your bio, but tell us a little bit more about you and your businesses and how you help people to shock their potential. Yeah, so 
I've been an entrepreneur for a long time. I think originally it came from the desire to get out of the corporate world. And I just knew it was possible to make good money doing what you loved. I don't know how I knew because I didn't see anybody around me doing that. They were all in the, you know, you get a good job, you stay in it as long as possible. And that's the route to success. But somehow this bit of me knew that it was possible to do something I loved and make a living. So I leapt off. Um, completely unplanned, went back to university, studied, tried a few things, and then became a photographer. So that was my first foray into entrepreneurship. And honestly, I was more interested in being an artist, you know, trying, learning, experimenting, making mistakes. And then partway through my business journey, I learned you could learn from others. So that made it a lot easier because then I realized I could learn from the people who are further ahead, who'd already done the things I wanted to. And then in my late 30s, I had a period in my life when everything started to fall apart. I had a number of losses, one after another, funnily enough, just after I'd made the decision to move here part time. And this led to me having to rework my own life um, as my marriage had broken up. My mother had died. Suddenly my father had cancer. I had this whole series of things breaking apart and ending. And it naturally led me to hire a coach. And so that's when my personal development journey began in earnest. And it actually led to a whole new career path. Was not planned. I was kicking and screaming. So my second journey in was all like, no, 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 no. I don't want to do this. I'm a photographer. And I clung to that old identity for a long time. I really was like, no, no. But what happens when you ignore your calling or the path you're supposed to be on is that the universe has a way of like <laughs> hitting you, hitting you, hitting oh, yeah. you till you get the message. Yes. <laughs> Sometimes upside the head and it hurts and you're like, stop. Oh, wait, I could have stopped that myself. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. So eventually I acknowledged that there was something in the coaching and I just started taking clients and they just shared the life changing results. And so this new path was birthed. So I started helping others and obviously brought my own entrepreneurial experience, my own journey in. And then I wanted to go deeper with people because I could see that some of them were getting stuck. They knew what to do, but they just weren't doing it. Mm -hmm. And so I ended up being taken on again. The universe took me because the signs are always there if we're open to them and we listen to them and people are put on our path for a reason. And the universe led me into learning intuitive healing. And on that journey, I was clearing my own blocks, releasing my own limiting beliefs and at the same time, learning how to help others do that. Um, and that's when I really uncovered that my superpower is clearing people's money blocks. So I can tune into someone and I can intuitively read um, how they might be blocking money. And I can, I hear, I'm clear audience. So I hear the limiting beliefs that they've got. And then we use kinesiology to test if they've got them. And then we go down to the root cause, why they're there, how they're serving the person. And then I'm able to use energy work to release. So, yeah, in short, I help people basically release their money blocks. Um, but it's also, you know, money blocks tap into so many important areas like self-worth, yes. um, you know, childhood wounds. Am I good enough? Um, fear about being visible, about being seen and heard in the world. They... Yes tap into such key themes that we face on the entrepreneurial journey that really it's about so much more than money it's about us realizing our potential mm. um, and I always say that money is a spiritual journey a bit like entrepreneurship to be honest um, because as we lean into wanting to make more money 
we're um, you know learning how to make it and hold on to it and invest it we're actually making the decision to um, embrace more of our potential so it's not just about the money it's like who am I here to be how can I help um, what can I do here and we're really expressing more of ourselves into the world and making more of a difference um, so I came in just being like fed up of never having enough money that was it I was like I'm done with it I'm gonna figure out this money thing I was like I just can't face this anymore but it led me on a path that was so much broader and more beautiful and more interesting than I ever expected and it is so important and you're absolutely right with entrepreneurs it weaves in and out in so many different ways I mean things that many people don't even think about about setting their pricing or increasing their pricing or feeling confident asking for the clothes or asking for business that our money blocks can get in the way of success you can have everything else in line but if you if you have that block and you haven't recognized it and work to clear it, it can really hold you back from great success. 100%. And it can be very frustrating because you can be doing everything right in your business, you know, marketing, taking certain actions, but not getting the results you want. And, and, and I had that come up. And then, but because our belief system has got the opposite to what we're trying to create, our belief system always wins so even if we're doing the right action and we're like but that person's doing it and that you know it's working for them and we're like why is it not working for me because our beliefs are basically holding the opposite like I'm not worthy of more money or it's dangerous right. to have more money or you know my friends and family will judge me if I have more money or people will think you know or I feel like I'm a fraud pretending to be an expert those things will always win out even if we're doing the right thing and it can be so frustrating yeah. Well, and I want to ask you a little more too, because, you know, you're talking about, you know, recognizing it in people. It's a lot of your superpower, which I totally get. And I, I love the fact that you have embraced that and leaned into it. But then now as you've gone on this other journey and you're talking about helping people clear them, you talked about the kinesiology part of that. How are we physically holding on to our beliefs or how do you help them with that part? Yeah. So the kinesiology is just a tool for testing because the beliefs are held in our body. Um, and our bodies are very wise, so we can actually find out, uh, we can ask our body if it's holding a limiting belief, and it will tell us yes or no without our mind getting in the way, because the minds, as I'm sure you know, can be quite unhelpful sometimes. Yes. We have their fixed ideas about what we should be doing and how we should be doing it and what's possible, and they can really hold back, but the body will say if that's true. So I'll be working with someone, and we might, um, you know, let's... Um, we might test the belief, I deserve to be successful. And they get a no, and they're like, no, no, but I do, I do deserve to be successful. And I said, yeah, your conscious mind knows that. But this belief could be your mother's, your father's, or an ancestor's, because we carry the beliefs through seven generations. So if there's been failed businesses before, or people have, um, you know, let's say your father went bankrupt, or there was arguments around money in the family, or none of the women have ever worked and you're the first generation to run their own business. These yeah. things can play out and they can actually be your ancestors' beliefs, not even yours. So it kind of bypasses the conscious mind and tells us the truth of what's going on. So where do you find that in people's bodies? I'm kind of curious about that because I think, you know, of physical reactions we might have or movement of our body, but I wonder why I have a knot in the bottom of my left foot that I can't seem to get out. And I'm wondering what it is. <laughs> Maybe it's a money issue. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't see it like that because I'm clairaudience. So I hear, 
Um, but as a trained healer, this is kind of a bit off topic, but as a trained healer, you see um, blockages in the body and areas of disharmony, and it can appear like colors. Um, it can play, appear like sensations or images um, in the body, or you can, depending on, because every healer's got different, their, their senses, and they work in different ways. Some people see images, others hear words, others get that gut feel. Like, you know, when you meet someone, you're like, oh, I've got a gut feel, this is important. And you can't rationalize it. Um, and you can also get information through dreams. So every person, all of us, whether we're intuitive, psychic or not, um, we all have intuitive abilities. And so we receive information through these different senses. Um, so it can come in, depending on the healer, it can come in different ways. So some people, some medical intuitives will literally see like an organ light up. They can flash. Wow. But um, in terms of money beliefs, um, lower back is connected to the energy centers, chakras. So it will show up in root chakra. That's about security, right. safety, um, creativity, birthing new things, sacral chakras. It could show up there as well if you're having trouble getting moving forwards and kind of, you know, just getting through. I remember at one point I was really stuck. I was trying to birth my new business. I just couldn't seem to move forward. I was just stuck in the mud. Um, and that would be like blockages in the sacral chakra. Oh, uh, very interesting. It, it's just it's fascinating to me. Um, I know that I am, I have a, an intuitive system as well, not that highly sensitive, but like, I always know, you know, what people are thinking. <laughs> like, I mean, I don't read minds, but if I'm in a, if I'm in a room and I'm teaching, you know, something, maybe I'm doing a leadership training or a sales training. I can look at someone and know exactly what they're thinking. Cause I'll say, you know, Polly, I can see by look in your eyes that you don't believe me. And I think I lost you right when I said this and they're like, what? <laughs> because I watch all those pieces and it's, it's, it comes naturally to me, but I think it's fascinating taking this to a different level about other areas that really impede us from not only success, but peace. Because if you have a money block, it's pretty hard to be at peace with yourself, whether you're an entrepreneur or not, because money is such a, a vital ingredient in, in our lifestyles and where we live and how we live and our comfort and our sense of security. So that it, this impacts every single part of our lives. Exactly. And it's really, really interesting. I've worked with people that are very wealthy, had one client that had built two 10 million pound businesses and then lost them. Hmm. And if our belief system is not congruent with the wealth we're looking to create, we'll find a way to self-sabotage, to destroy it, to lose it, to hire the wrong people, you know, invest at the wrong time in the wrong market somehow, because it's got to come back to the level of the belief system. So as you scale your business, you want to be scaling your belief system um, as it relates to money so that you can then hold that wealth. If you like, you can hold it, you can hold on to it. Um, and I have witnessed as well, people who have made millions and been what we would um, determine as extremely successful, maybe they've sold their company. Um, I have witnessed them having great fear around money because there's the fear of, can I do it again? Was it a fluke? There's the fear of like, well, it wasn't really just me. It was a whole lot of other people. I don't think I can recreate it. It wasn't, I feel like a fraud. It wasn't really me. And then there's the fear of the money running out. Yeah. This, this occurs at every level. Um, and because our lifestyle expands, if you've got a boat and you've got multiple homes and you've got these things, your outgoings are higher. Your children are in private school. You're used to a certain level of lifestyle. You know, yeah. I have witnessed people making 100 times as much money as me who I would say are poorer than I am mm -hmm. because of their mindset around it and because of their fears. 
Yeah, I agree. And before we take a break, I just wanted to ask you one other question because I think this is so fascinating. And I know that the people who are listening, my podcast guests or my podcast listeners are are very, um, I just love how engaged they are in trying to look at their lives and their businesses from really honest perspectives. But when somebody first comes to you, you know, they're, they're coming to you for help. So they know they have a block somewhere, but in the beginning of working with you, do you still find that they're still almost fighting that? Cause I mean, it, it's one thing to say, Hey, I know I need help in this area. And it's another one to say, I'm going to receive help in this area. Is there a lot of struggle with people in the decision to actually move forward and try and release their, release their blocks? Um, I would say the people that come to work with me, sign up to work with me are really committed. Mm. Like they, they are really, really committed. They're like got to the point where they're like, I am done with this. And usually they'll have felt or experienced my work and they'll have felt the shifts. They'll be like, I don't know what that was, but I felt something. Or they'll say, I booked a new client after I listened to your meditation. Or I had a really good day. Like, I know there's something in that and I don't understand it and I don't get it. But I know there's something there that made me feel very different. And then I started attracting different circumstances. So it's usually like a feeling that yeah. pulls them in. And a lot of the time they'll be like, you know, I'm not especially spiritual or they might be like, I don't really understand what you do. And that's all fine. They'll be like, but I just know it makes a difference. Um, oh and like we talked about earlier, your intuition is your wisest guide when you're choosing someone to work with or support yes. you in your business. Like sometimes you won't be able to necessarily rationalize it. You'll just know it feels right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Without a doubt. And I feel like I get to interview so many coaches um, that deal with a lot of specialties, but over the last few years, I've been, I had been searching also for mine, you know, for my coach that felt right. And when I found her, I was interviewing her and it was that moment of all of a sudden, I didn't care less about the rest of the podcast. All I wanted to do was ask her how she was going to help me. And in the end, I'm, you know, it turned out to be an amazing um, interview, but it turned out to be an amazing journey, but it was right at that moment. So I, I can see that, that when people hear you and make the connection, then they're like, okay, this is going to make a difference. And that's when real true change happens. Yeah, absolutely. I love it. Polly, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to hear from our sponsor and we'll be right back to learn a little bit more about your entrepreneurial journey. Have you ever considered hiring a virtual assistant, but didn't know where to start? Let Kukua Biz help. Kukua Biz matches talented professionals from Kenya with small businesses around the globe. Affordable weekly rates allow you to have a dedicated full-time staff member to help you with anything from administrative tasks, social media management, public relations, and more. Go to kukuabiz.com today for more information or email info at kukuabiz.com. Kukua Biz, that's K-U-K-U-A-B-I-Z.com. And we are back with Polly Alexander, and we are talking about her incredible business and her passion for helping people not over, only overcome their money blocks, but truly use that uh, action forward to change their lives, not just financially, though, but to really then feel confident and lean in to the life they were meant to lead and share the gifts that they are meant to share. But everyone, I think, Polly has their own journey that happens in a different way if they're going to become an entrepreneur. So, you know, tell us a little bit about your journey or a little bit about some of your secrets to success. What things can my listeners take away from what you've learned about your own journey that maybe it's time for them to recognize in themselves? 
Yeah, thank you. This is a great question. Um, I really loved reflecting on this. Um, I'm so used to talking about money all the time. It's really nice to have a broader lens because part of what I do is I actually, in my high level masterminds, I do help people grow businesses and expand um, in all different sectors, which is really exciting and really interesting. Everybody does something different in my mastermind. There are no two businesses the same. So it's such a rich um, an interesting mix. And I think that's also been part of my journey. You know, the first part of my journey was not entrepreneurial accidentally. Um, it was following my passion for photography and then figuring out how to make money. And then the second one was really about directly helping others. And um, that involved learning everything about running an online business as well. And I'm very grateful to say I was doing that fully before the pandemic. And that's been an absolute blessing and godsend. Um, but I had to learn everything tech-wise. So I think one of the things I had to get over was the idea I'm no good at tech because oh. I am, you know, I was a photographer. That's <laughs> technical. Yeah, I don't know how to do everything on the camera and that's okay. I say to my students, I still don't know how to send a newsletter because I don't need to. I have someone <laughs> that can do that for me. I need yeah. to know how to write it. <laughs> I need to have something to say, but I don't need to know how it gets scheduled in ConvertKit. Yes. Um, so I think that was one of the things um, I've got some secrets to my success. But before I dive into that, I'll just share a few of the things that I learned. Um, emotional resilience. That's been huge yes. because it is scary when you get no's. It's hard when you do a launch and nobody says yes or you get sales figures that are so much less than you expected. And they happen to everyone. I don't know a single entrepreneur that hasn't had a disappointing launch or things go wrong or team quit that you really yes. relied on and thought would yeah. be with you for ages. Um, so learning to handle my emotions so that um, I get off the emotional roller coaster in my business. And that's a journey I'm still on. That's, I've been on that journey for 17 years. I'm still on that. I'm an artist, I'm creative, I'm sensitive. So I am emotional. And so that is a challenge to learn how to transmute, how to handle my emotions so they don't spill over into the business. Yeah. Um, done is better than perfect that was something <laughs> one of my first mentors she like hammered me over the head and I ignored her <laughs> oh so true um, so true and it's a hard one a, though especially for those that you know like you said that you know you're emotional you're committed you're uh, artistic it's hard not to want to, to get it to the perfection stage but you're right if you don't if you wait to that stage we're, we're going to be waiting on a lot of things yeah. And that was it in the beginning of my coaching business. Okay. I was running the other business at the same time, but progress was slow because I wanted everything to be just right. And I'm visual, you know, so the website took forever to be birthed and the, I was so involved in every font and, and now I let things go at 80%. So that's my tip get to 80% and send it out into the world. And, you know, there's some areas I'm more relaxed in visuals. Yeah that's part of my brand and that's always going to be my kind of sticky spot where I get stuck. Yes. Um, I think um, how to bounce back from failure. That's about emotional resilience. Just because something goes wrong, it doesn't mean that you're a failure. So the difference, you know, saying, okay, that was a failure. What can I learn from it? And what's the message for me? Because sometimes when things don't work, it's because you're supposed to be doing something slightly different that will work out better. And so it's having that mindset of going, oh, this didn't work. And that's really disappointing. Um, you know, I feel like a failure or I feel really bad or I feel shame or guilt or panic. Um, so it's handling the emotions, but then also basically saying, okay, 
um, so I had a, I had a launch recently and it didn't work out the numbers. My goals, my goals are always really big. Sometimes I don't set them because I always feel like I'm constantly failing because I haven't mastered accurate goal setting. I never hit my goals. <laughs> but I remember my, my hypnotherapist years ago said to me, like most people never hit their goals. But if you put your goal there, you'll probably get to 80 percent of it. And, but if you put your goal there, you'll get to 80% of that. Right, right. So set them high. Just keep going for yeah. it. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And we, we really, you know, don't necessarily expect to meet. Great if you do. That's amazing. And it feels so good when we do. But what I've learned is like, I'm either I'm, I'm, either I'm like totally unrealistic and very ambitious in my goal setting. <laughs> but, you know, I'm still learning. So I had a launch that didn't reach the numbers that I'd hoped um, and so part of it was like, what levers can I pull in marketing and business development? You know, what could I have done differently? And part of it was like, actually, something new needs to come. And if that had been wildly successful, I wouldn't be looking to what could be next. There so this go. is making me think more expansively. It's making me grow. And there's a little seed of an idea that now I'm going to develop because I would have been quite happy to stay in the comfort zone had that worked really well. And now I'm going to challenge myself. So there's always a reason when something doesn't work out. Yes. And I totally agree with that on so many levels. And I just had a very recent experience as well of something I wanted to turn out one way. And when I, it didn't turn out the way I wanted it. And I went, wait, this one little piece will be so much more effective for me in the long term of what I want to accomplish. So let's go with that. It's also going to be a heck of a lot easier than what I was trying to accomplish with the big thing. <laughs> wow, I love that. I love that because we think we know the way something has to work out, but we yes. don't know that all the different permutations, possibilities, people that are going to come into our life, we don't know the long-term consequence of that. So we think we it has to work this way. When you're an entrepreneur, you need to be flexible. We need to pivot um, yeah. constantly. I always say if the money dries up, it's a sign that the, it's an opportunity. It's a sign that you're supposed to grow and expand and start doing new things. Yes. Um, so that's the tap. That's a sign as well. If the, if it dries up, it's like, you've got to keep growing. You've got to keep growing. There's something new for you. Um, some of the secrets to my success. This was really hard. So I'm going to go through them quickly because I came up with nine. I really wanted to share. I love it. The first one, looking back, especially over the last seven years, when I grew, I grew my new company very quick. So I got to six figures in 13 months, um, part-time. And then uh, probably about four, four or five years in, I had my first six-figure month. Uh, so it was way, way quicker than the first time around. Um, the first thing is um, being connected to source or God whatever you call that higher power. Um, and that's closely linked to listening to your intuition. Yes. And so there's been times when I have completely surrendered and I've said, okay, God, or, you know, okay, spirit. Like, I just don't know what to do. Nothing's working. Show me the way. And being willing to allow that supporting because it's available to all of us. Um, so that's been, I think, one of my successes is asking for that support and then receiving the divine inspiration, ideas, um, sort of next steps to take a lot of that will come in intuitively mm -hmm. very good second thing is your energy is everything everything uh, so when your energy starts to drop when you're exhausted when you're tired when you're overwhelmed which we all get by the way because running your own business is all of those things at various times um, make your energy a priority mm -hmm. so I like I invest a lot in good food 
Um, I'm trying to invest more in rest. <laughs> That's a challenge because <laughs> I love what I do. So like, you know, I could be working like 24 hours a day and there's always new things. This thing, there's always new things to explore, to do. There's always more you can do in your business. I tell the people in my mastermind, like, don't ever expect to get your to-do list done. Like, let's just get real now. You will never, there will always be things on it. So if you're trying to tick it off by the end of the day, the week, the month, you're not going to. So to drop that expectation. Uh, if you're passionate about what you do, there'll always be new opportunities to follow, new people you can contact. Um, and I, but I think taking care of your energy. So yeah, the the core ones: sleep, exercise, lots of water, um, mm-hmm. well-being, and releasing old wounds is part of that. <laughs> yeah, very good. I got my water. <laughs> I've been on a detox about three weeks ago. I decided to do a detox during a launch. Mm-hmm. And which was kind of like odd because you don't normally detox during a launch, but actually it raised my energy so much because I was releasing all of the lower energy, the toxins from my body. And it actually, yeah, it was amazing. It was amazing. That sounds very smart. Yeah. yeah I, I would have thought that. I had to do it because that was the timing. It was a live detox run by a chef. And that was the timing he was doing it. I've been waiting like six months to do it. And I was like, damn, it's in the middle of my launch. But you know what? I'm going to just do it. I'm going to trust. Sometimes you just got to trust the timing. It's really convenient when opportunities come through. It's really the right time. You just got to trust your intuition and lean into it and trust that it'll work. Right. I agree. And and yeah, the detox wasn't the right time, but I got such <laughs> mental clarity during that, that when I was pre- presenting live um, six nights out of eight, and um, yeah, it was just flowing through me. I felt so energized. It was amazing. <laughs> okay. Uh, third one, taking big risks. Oh, yes. I'm a big risk taker. And I know people are going to vary, but it's a muscle that you can develop. Because once you start taking small risks and you see they work out, you can start to take bigger ones. Um, and that's linked to not allowing your fears to hold you back. Just because you feel fear... I think a couple of years ago, I'd been told for many years by various intuitive people that I was supposed to be doing live events. And I thought it sounded awful, hideous. I'm quite happy behind a computer (laughs) in the middle of nowhere. I was like, live events, terrifying, public speaking, no way. Oh my gosh, that sounds overwhelming. I'll do my nice private one-to-one coaching. Thank you. Okay. (laughs) From my computer at home. That's beautiful. And, but I could feel that this needed to come through and then things started to dry up. And it was like, oh, no, here it comes. I know what's coming. I'm going to have to take action. And so I booked a location in another country uh, to host my first live event. I announced it three weeks out. I gifted tickets to people in one of my programs. And then I sold tickets for the rest of it. And then I flew in and did this. And I was terrified. It was like so hard. I've never done a live event before. And I had like 44 people. They'd flown in from 20 different countries especially for people who'd been in my program. So I was like, gosh, like I've really got to make it worth their while. And it was just me hosting at the front of the room all day. And that live event, not only did it create amazing like wins for the people in the room, one of the women in the room who flew in from the US, she had a $50,000 win after the event, which was amazing. Um, not only, but it also yielded a win for me. And that was one of the things that led to my first six figure month. I did uh, sales in the room 
in-person sales. I really never done that before. Again, it was imperfect. It was messy. Um, I hadn't really been taught. Someone gave me like three tips and that was it. I was winging it. I was guessing it. I was figuring it out. Um, And I was being in, I guess, what we might call my zone of genius or as allowing my gifts to flow. And then the upsells from that event and some other enrollments. Yeah, that's what led to my breakthrough month. Yeah, wonderful. Um, Other things, creating a powerful brand. That's Mm -hmm. something which has been really, really powerful right from the start, 17 years ago. Um, When I was a new photographer, I was given a grant by the government for the area I lived in, in East London. They were supporting female-run businesses in that area of London. I got a grant of like 1,200 and I spent it all on a brand designer. Beautiful. To design a brand and a website for me. It went further in those days than it would now. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. (laughs) We're going back a while. We're going back like nearly 20 years. So (laughs) yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it doesn't get you quite as much these days. I totally get it. (laughs) Exactly. Hopefully the grants have gone up as well and the loans have gone up. Um, So I spent, I invested in that. And so I had this, I'd only shot, um, I think it was two weddings at that point just two weddings, that's it. So on this beautiful website with this gorgeous branding, I had two weddings, but it looked really good. And I started going out there and about, I think it was like three months into starting my business. And I was still part-time. I had a part-time job as well. I had a call, um, a voicemail on my phone, and it was the editor of one of the wedding magazines, one of the top wedding magazines in the UK. And she said, oh, my gosh, I've just seen your website. I love your work. It's amazing. Will you please submit to the magazine for publication? I'd love to see some of your summer weddings. Oh, man. And at first I thought it was a joke because I'm like, why would that be happening? I've just started. And then I realized that none of my friends are that savvy to make a joke so specific. And um, I had to call her back. And I'd only just started my business. It was the winter. I hadn't shot any summer weddings. (laughs) I didn't have any more to show her. So I called her up and I was just like, oh, you know, at the moment I don't have anything suitable, but you know, I, you know, I'm actually pretty new and I would love to share with you. I went on to grow a relationship with that magazine. I went on to shoot the editor's portraits. I had many, many, many um images featured in that magazine. It was the start of being featured in magazines, which led um eventually to being shooting for Martha Stewart in the US and hugging the Martha Stewart wedding so that was the beginning of like I can do this I belong in this world it's possible and I credit the reason I caught her eye was because I invested in professional branding that is a great incredible story and the whole Martha Stewart thing is just an added cherry on top but you're absolutely right the image you you portray is critically important. We're actually rebranding all of our websites right now. So I'm taking notes a lot, thinking about what you're saying. So keep going. I can't wait to learn more. I could talk, I could talk all day with you about rebrands. I'm really passionate, obviously as a visual person, I'm passionate about how we express ourselves through our brand, about what our brand says about us and the power to attract the right people towards us as well. You know, branding attracts us in the way that Yes, we can talk and yes, copy is important, but just that first impression is made through a brand. Uh, and it also helps people feel like, oh, I belong in this community. I belong here. Or I can trust this person. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the fifth thing is resilience. Mm. So uh, I'll, I'll touch on that cover of Martha Stewart Weddings. That from desire to fruition, that took me nine years. Oh, yeah. 
Now, most people would have quit and thought, it's not meant for me. I'm never going to achieve that. I did not every single year. I have to dig them out when I, when I do a video podcast like this. But I made these little books and every year I glued in Martha Stewart weddings as one of my goals. Oh. And once a year I would submit to the magazine like my best wedding. And every year they'd write politely back and say, thank you, but no, thank you. I never gave mm-hmm. up. I just kept going. And then it was about seven years in, they asked to interview me for a feature because obviously my name had been on their radar, <laughs> probably in the office, that person that submits every year. Yes. <laughs> and uh, so they interviewed me, asked me a few questions about wedding photography, etc., and said that it was for a feature in the magazine. What I didn't know is they were planning a secret feature, which they'd never done before. And about six months later, complete surprise, they named the world's best wedding photographers in the magazine. And I was in there and that's what the interview was for. And I had no idea. Wow. I know, isn't it? Miracles happen. (laughs) Miracles happen when you put yourself out there. That's what I would say here. And, you know, sometimes we think, oh, people have to be recognizing you and big things have to be happening. But no, nothing was happening here for me, apart from my own belief, my own vision, my own resilience and my own ability not to give up. Um, And actually, at this point, I'd never even been featured in the magazine. And after that, they started commissioning me to shoot celebrity weddings. And then that eventually led to the cover and like 10 pages in the magazine. So it didn't happen in the way I expected. Right. I thought, oh, this is going to happen this way. But it came in completely a different way. But because I was willing to hold the vision and because I didn't give up and because I did everything I knew to do, which wasn't a lot, but I kept doing it that eventually led to um, the fruition of the vision. I love that. That is incredible. And you're absolutely right. It's, it, it, you have to put yourself out there to get that recognition. It doesn't just magically, it's, every once in a while, it will land in somebody's lap, but virtually impossible unless you've been working diligently to put yourself out there. That's fantastic. I love it. Keep going. I can't wait to learn more. <laughs> Oh, I have so many stories. <laughs> That's what happens when you've been an entrepreneur for 17 years. You rack up the stories, right? Absolutely. Um, so yeah, a few more things I would say. The sixth thing is the ability to invest in my own personal development and transformation is a priority. And yes, sometimes that's meant not going on holidays. It's meant living in smaller houses or not buying homes when I wanted to um, and making sacrifices in that way. Uh, so I think it was about... Three years ago, I decided not to have a home. I put everything into storage and I would rent somewhere here in Ibiza in the winter. Super affordable because there's not much demand with these crazy storms. No, it's actually usually amazing weather, but there's, um, it's super affordable. I was paying um, $7.50 a month to rent. Mm-hmm. So that yeah. meant I could. I could invest in my business, I could save money, and then I would go and stay in Airbnbs um, around the world. So I went to Miami for a while, I went to LA for a while, San Diego, Bali, and I would live and work from these different places. And at the same time, I was able to build up reserves, um, which enabled me to buy my dream home last year during the pandemic here in Ibiza. And thank you. It also enabled me to make big investments in my growth and development. Um, And I actually do not have a limit to what I will spend on personal development. Like if I've got it available, even if I haven't, I'm quite a fan of credit cards for spreading the payment, um, responsible debt, I call it. 
Um, they have got me to where I am for sure. Um, I was in a position where I didn't have family support. I didn't have savings and things to invest. And so I had to be resourceful. And that's how I was able to be resourceful. And it has paid off like so many times over. Fantastic. Um, Number seven is kindness, really caring about your clients. I think that um, I've experienced both sides of it as a client. I've experienced when coaches and mentors don't really care. And I feel that and I've experienced and I've learned from that. I've learned what I don't want to do by some of the ways that I have been treated or the experiences I've had. And then I have learned from the experiences that were wonderful and thought, wow, I want my clients to have that experience. Mm. Um, So I really do care about my clients, even in my group programs. I like to know them personally. And that kindness, I think is really important. People resonate with authenticity and kindness now. Yeah. The eighth is really getting support. Like mm, I as a photographer when I was a totally new business owner, didn't really see myself as a business owner. When I started getting support and learning what I could be doing and learning how to make things better and more efficient and more effective, that was a game changer. Second time around, I knew that that was going to be a game changer. So I invested from the start and um, it really was. And then the last one is fun. Oh, yes. I If I'm not having fun, I don't want to do it. So if I spot the fun going down in an area of my business, then I have a serious think about maybe it needs to be outsourced to someone else, done differently, not at all, or I need to change something. And even in my team meetings, I like to have fun. We have like a certain ritual that we do. And my team loves coming to the meetings. Uh, So I think it's really... Yeah, it's really important to have fun or whatever that quality is for you. Um, But that's things that's important to me. In fact, actually, on that note, there's certain things that are important to me, uh, which I call my values. So beauty, um, spirituality, freedom. Those are just a few examples. And I try to bring those values into my business. So I do allow myself to invest in beautiful graphic design and beautiful photography because that's aligned with my value of beauty. And also it can go through the business. So the flowers, (laughs) the plants, my backdrop um, and freedom as well. So having my business online, having different products, um, having a very free schedule. I work a lot with groups. So I actually can structure my time as I choose most of the time. Um, I love it. And then location independence, which the online business gives you. I was doing live events two years ago, and I hope to bring those back in 2022. I feel like there's a real thirst opening up for that. I feel like people want to hug and they want to connect in person and they want to look in each other's eyes. And I'm excited for that to come back. But I'm also immensely grateful for the freedom I've had um, through an online business and for the ability to connect with people all over the world, like we are now. It's incredible. I totally agree. And I, and I totally agree as well. And I know you had listened to the interview I did with uh, entrepreneurs on fire. And it was really interesting when I came to that realization that so much disappointment that I wasn't going to be able to speak live and in person, you know, for however long. And now that they're coming back, it's, it's amazing. It's so joyful. I've had a few, it's, I'm so thankful for it, but to your point, I've now learned to embrace what I can do from anywhere online and still be able to make those connections and have that kindness that you're talking about and 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 
still give an experience to people that matches your values and what you're trying to um, offer them. And I think that's, that's an incredible way to look at it because it does come down to more freedom without a doubt. Mm, I think with the people I work with, and you may experience the same, um, that it's the single biggest thing that they're creating, probably the freedom, time freedom, a lot of them location freedom. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Polly, I could talk with you forever. Um, and we could continue this on for hours because there's just so much that I just wanted to keep jumping in and, and having more dialogue, but you've given us so much incredible information. I know we're going to have all of your uh, contact information on our show notes, but just in case somebody wants to look you up right now and they're, they're not quite ready to go to the show notes, what's the best way for them to find you? Yeah, two ways. Uh, Instagram, at Polly underscore Alexander, being an ex-photographer. I think I'll always be a photographer. <laughs> Not doing it for money anymore. It's always in my heart. So Instagram is my favorite social media platform. And then my podcast, The Feminine Millionaire Show. I love it. Well, Polly, before we go, and you've already given us so much, so much wisdom, but do you have any last words of wisdom or pearls of advice for my listeners and viewers? Yeah, I think... You know, it's, it can be hard running your own business. And it's really important to remember that you are here for a reason, that you're a, a soul incarnated in a human body because it had stuff to do in this world. Like, even if you're not totally clear what it is, you have a purpose here and your gifts matter. And part of that journey is figuring out how to share your gifts, how to deliver your gifts, how to uncover your gifts and who needs those gifts. But I think it's really important to know that you are, you are a spirit in a human body and you're here for a reason. Don't lose sight. However small you feel right now, however difficult it feels or whatever problems you're encountering on your journey, um, you are here for a reason and you really can overcome your past. Whatever cards you've been dealt with in life, whatever challenges or however tough um, some of the past has been or however many failures you've had, um, it's always possible to transform your energy and your mindset and start afresh. Um, it's definitely everybody's possibility to become abundant here um, in a way that's meaningful to you. So getting really clear on what is abundance to you, like we just spoke about, is it freedom? Because that actually, to a point, money can bring that. But actually, it's also about a decision about how you structure your life and the decisions you make each day about your time. Um, so I think that entrepreneurship is a journey of becoming more you. It's not about becoming someone different. It's about becoming more of you, sharing more of you, feeling more confident in sharing more of you and really going from fear, because it can be a lot of fears get triggered on that journey, um, to faith, to faith that everything can work out for you, that you can, can have what you desire and that you can live a truly abundant life. I love it. Absolutely. Kind of like be the youest you you can. <laughs> Polly, exactly. thank you so much. Exactly. You have shared so much. You have been an amazing guest. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me, Michael. It's been such a joy. Thank you for joining us on another episode of the Shock Your Potential podcast. Learn more about us today at shockyourpotential.com, including details on Michael's two best-selling books. Tell me more how to ask the right questions and get the most out of your employees and sales mixology. Why the most potent sales and customer experiences follow a recipe for success. Make sure to check out our Shock Your Potential app, on-demand professional training resources to help you excel in your career. And as always, 
Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and like us today.